Welcome back to 40 in a podcast where we're taking a look at the original trilogy. Yes, that trilogy and episode seven. I'm here today with my name is Josh and I'm Justin. Let's crack a beer and jump into it. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I started out with earlier an old Rasputin, which oh, is yeah. a imper- Russian Imperial stout. And I have moved on to the ever so popular thirsty goat. Ooh, I like, a, I like a, I like a good Russian Imperial stout. It's a good, it's a good beer. Oh, yeah, um, I'm enjoying a local Houston brew, the Eighth Wonder Dome Foam. Dome Foam. Nice. They call it a throwback cream ale. I just think it's a tasty beer. I think I've had that one. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like. They're they're a pretty good brewery, man. They're pretty. They're very Houston. So if you're a Houston person or if you've ever spent time here, you can probably relate to at least one of the titles of one of their beers. I feel like they need to under the giant beer. You know, Eighth Wonder, Eighth Wonder. Oh yeah. And they could do a ninth wonder for China. That is true. <laughs> but this yeah. isn't a wrestling podcast. It is a beer podcast, though. It could be a wrestling podcast one it day. It could be. Well, I, I think, if anything, the way I've stated it as was we like beer, we like shitty movies, and we like talking about anything that's entertaining, you know, video games. It's, blah, 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 blah. We're, we're pop culture junkies. I mean, let's face it. It's <laughs> beer and pop culture. I mean, that's probably the, the thread that binds us. You want to know why I didn't say pop culture? Because hmm. that's—I uh, feel like that's some way, in shape, or form, of me admitting that we would ever have the chance, or care, or give a shit to talk about the Kardashians. Oh technically no! They're popular they're, culture. They're garbage, though. They're just yeah. horrible people. That's why I just avoid the pop culture. But I mean, yeah, it's pop culture. Big pop culture, movie lover pop culture, good pop media? culture, not reality yeah. shit. How about media junkies? Does that work? No, now you say junkie, yeah. I think heroin, you know, bad flashbacks. I mean, <laughs> nothing. I don't know what I'm talking about. Life's rough on the streets of Austin. Yeah, man. Uh, people, people, you know, having to pay for a $500 a month cardboard box. That's a terrible yeah. life. Yeah, but then you got people like trying to buy a sandwich with a song or a poem. I mean, that's Austin. <laughs> now, I, now I legitimately ask, want to ask if that happened to you. Oh, no, just it's just a hippie thing that I made up. Oh, I, I would have honestly, if you would have said yes, I would have believed it. <laughs> I don't know. My, my, time spent, my time spent in Austin is kind of limited and far between, so it's all good, though. Yeah, just like my, my time spent in Houston these days, <laughs> far between. I hear you, dude. I get it. It's an acquired taste. I mean, where you live, probably not so much, you know, but like going down to certain parts of it, it's like it's good, it's bad, and it's shitty. Yeah, it's they can change real quick. <laughs> it's funny. We had uh, my sister-in-law stayed here for a while with us, and she's like, oh, I'm going to go to this part of town. I'm like, look, run it by us before you go anywhere. Not because <laughs> we're trying to keep tabs on you, but like for real. <laughs> There's You can wind up in a r- bad spot real quick. But these really nice guys said they had this really kicking party in this place called Fifth Ward. Oh, no. No, <laughs> stay out of there. Stay out of uh, a leaf. Stay out of Greens Point. Oh, man, so many, so many places I want to go back and visit now. <laughs> no, you don't. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on to a new hope. Yeah, why not? So, all right, we we wrapped up one through three and Rogue One. Rogue One is good, but Episode One through Three is a it's it's a chore. So I'm glad we're on to the better films. Yeah, and by by all accounts, the best films too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, 
Episode four, New Hope, uh, the first Star Wars movie. Um, it's still very watchable, but it's it's showing its age quite a bit, I feel like. And it's not even just like the special effects. It's just a lot of like, it just seems kind of hokey sometimes. But that's me. It, it does. I mean, like to what I said in the previous podcast about the dialogue of the first three films or the prequels, um, the dialogues is, it's not super, not super heavy, but it's just, it flows better. It's easier going. It's more, it's, you know, it's a little more direct in certain spots, but it's like, it's good. Well, and, and even still, uh, new hope versus the other two original trilogy movies has like the hokiest dialogue and I can't help but go back and think now that's the one George Lucas wrote and directed. Was and New then, Hope? Yeah. The, I mean, Irvin Kirshner directed um, Empire Strikes Back and I can't Richard something, can't remember his last name was Return of the Jedi. Um, and those are... I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> uh, I can't think of his last name right now. Um, but yeah, it's looking back now and knowing that George Lucas did those prequels I'm like, okay, this makes more sense now that the, that it's kind of like the, the acting is a little more wooden and the dialogue is not as great. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I do think the acting was good. I think, I mean, you get, you get a slew of people in their, in their, on their prime, you know, I mean like uh, Sir Alec Guinness is a lot older, but like you get, your first kind of biggest thing for, I don't know what Carrie Fisher did fairly big before this same with the, with Mark Hamill, but like, I think what it, uh, um, yeah, I'm on my name tonight. Han Solo himself, uh, that guy, Harrison Ford, Mr. Get off, get off my plane himself. He did. He did did the other George Lucas films, American Um, graffiti, American graffiti. Thank you. I think um, that was I think yeah. that was about it, and he was you know because he got Indiana Jones a couple of years after this because of this. So I mean, he wasn't very far into it. I'm not sure, and I think it was very intentional. Much like how they've casted Episode Seven, they had a lot of younger actors and a lot of relative unknowns, and that may have been budget constrictions too. Because I mean, you look at that the only actors that that I'm aware of, and I'm sure someone will prove me wrong, um, that had any kind of past are Alec Guinness and Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I can't think of any other bigger players in that movie that would have been known actors at the time. I'm sure other people on this on this movie have done other stuff, but I'm just not aware of it. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think the relative unknown thing really gets you kind of a uh, a great standpoint because, like, Mark Hamill is he has other things, you know, in his career, but he will forever be Luke Skywalker and that wasn't a bad thing. That ends up being no. a bad thing for some people in their acting career, but that wasn't a bad thing for him. They were able to, he didn't have that bad feeling of trying to disconnect them from their last character. You had them as, you know, I will, I'm always going to see Han Solo and, you know, and uh, Harrison Ford. I'm right. And anything Carrie Fisher does, I'm always going to see Pr- Princess Leia and, you know, and the tall guy that played Chewbacca, who uh, I don't Peter remember. Mayhew. Peter Mayhew, which is, I, I have a, Going off a little bit, I have a funny story. <laughs> okay. When I lived in College Station, um, a friend of mine, her roommate is uh, Peter Mayhew's uh, stepdaughter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I tried to ask her out. Did not go well. <laughs> but 
but because of the because of the interaction, an, a good friend of mine who uh, we both know, um, uh, Chris. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was dating the 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 stepdaughter's roommate at the time, so he ended. She ended up giving this Christmas present that was basically, I don't remember what it was. It might have been something you know paraphernalia based for Star Wars, but it was signed from Peter Mayhew to him. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, he doesn't deserve it. You see him anytime soon. Thomas said that. I will let him know. Um, but yeah, yeah. well, I've, yeah. There's oddly enough, I've got a small, kind of distant Peter Mayhew connection too. There's friends of ours. Uh, her dad is—he's got to be in his sixties, I believe. But he does like Ironman, like triathlons or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, he trained Peter Mayhew because he's got like a lot of arthritis and issues. Because I mean, when you're when you're big like that, when you're you know, it wears your joints out faster. And yeah. like that he trained him to get him back into shape for episode seven for the scenes that he did do as Chewbacca, because there's another kid that's doing Chewbacca now in these new movies. So I think they go back and forth. Wait, oh, you got me on that one. I didn't know they, they changed to Chewbacca. Huh? I guess he was, I didn't, you said there was somebody else playing Chewbacca yeah. in the new movies, even uh, the hot solo movie. Uh, he's probably in the Han Solo movie, if I had to guess. It may be both of them. I'm not sure. Uh, but I know at least in seven, it was two of them. I, it may just be the new guy now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually look that one up. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing something about it when they were gearing up for episode seven. Hmm. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't think of anything else that Peter Mayhew was in. And I think he was a, he was a butler at the time when they picked him up. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, he was just—he was kind of picked out of the crowd because of size. If I remember the story right. Oh, probably. Well, I know there was. Um, I watched part of a documentary about uh, David Prowse, the guy that was inside the Vader suit. Yeah. Who like hates George Lucas now? Because <laughs> uh, he, ba- I mean, you know, first off, he got mad because they took out his voice uh, as Darth Vader and they put in James Earl Jones. He didn't know that was going to happen. Dude, it could have been all the way up until he saw, like, actually screen the movie at the premiere. Um, and then because like afterwards, once he found that out, cause in new hope you can watch like bonus features or there's probably clips online of, yeah. you know, David Prowse's voice in these scenes. And it's kind of funny because you're like, that's ah, not Darth Vader. It's just an English dude. Um, and then on behind the scenes on like empire strikes back, he was so irritated and pissed off about all this that, you know, somebody would do their line, like, you know, uh, Admiral Piet would would have a conversation with Vader, but David Prowse behind the mask is just going blah 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 and just nonsense gibberish while while he's having this conversation with this other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end of Return of the Jedi, that wasn't that wasn't David Prowse's face. It was Sebastian Shaw, and I'm sure that would have pissed me off too, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. The one time you could have given me some kind of credit for three movies in this dumb suit and you're going to put somebody else's face in it. That's one of those things. It's like, you can't get a, you can't get a little, um, you can't let your ego grow bigger than that. Cause I mean, it didn't use your voice and you know, if you're going to sit there and complain, they will get somebody else. Cause I mean, effectively you're almost like that's the equivalent of being a puppeteer without the voice. Right. Cause I mean, you're you're just kind of life-size puppeting in a suit. So, I mean, if you found somebody relative height, I mean, you're not going to lose a whole lot. I don't, I don't want to diminish what he did, but at the same time, it's like, 
it's not like trying it's not the same as trying to replace Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker in, in the second and third movie when he's already been the right. first. This guy wouldn't have been seen, wouldn't have been really known. Yeah. So it I mean was, and that was the same thing. Like they only that's where I was going with this was turns out, I mean, they they needed they needed um David Prowse for his size. And so George or somebody was talking to uh David Prowse and he's like, So I've got two roles that I need somebody your size to fill. And he goes, okay, what are they? And he said, well, one of them's kind of a sidekick. He's this big gorilla kind of thing. And he's like, okay, what's the other one? He goes, the other one is like the most powerful guy in the galaxy. David Prowse is like, yeah, that's the one I want. I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, sidekick yeah. or most powerful guy in the galaxy. Um, he's uh, it, that documentary is called. I think I am your father is what it's called. It's on Netflix. It's Star Wars documentaries, because apparently there's more than I can count these days. Uh, yeah, there's a handful. Um, I mean, there's the one I mentioned last time about the people waiting in line for episode two. Yeah. Um, and I know this one. I mean, there's some old ones that have been transferred onto YouTube, like the original making of documentaries and stuff. There's one I have, and I don't remember the name right off that I've been named. I think it has something like 1976 in the title, or, but it's something I've been meaning to do. Oh. But um, getting back to a little bit of New Hope. Yeah, there you go. Um, um, I'm going to give you something right off the bat. Yeah, I this is this is something that's always annoying me. The time displacement issue. I mean, like the Jedi are ancient, you know. But if this is like if Luke was born at the end of the Jedi, and Luke is supposedly what around 25, 26. Yeah. I mean, at most, not he's not over thirty. No, I think he's in his very early twenties. Yeah. So I mean, like that's not a that's not an entire two generation skip. That's barely, you know, Vader's generation would remember the Jedi because he was a Jedi. So I well, mean, the time gap there, it's like Han Solo wouldn't have been old enough to to understand. So I mean, I get that, but it just think, feels like there's that old religion thing. There's some people that should know that. I think what it is is that, and I think I mentioned this last time we talked was there's a lot of that history that's been either purged. Or, I mean, the Jedi were wiped out. I mean, you've got in between this time period, um, you know, is when Darth Vader is going out and actively finding Jedi and killing them. And then according to, it's either Clone Wars or Rebels where they have the Inquisitors that are going out and killing people that are Force sensitive. Yeah, so nobody, right. nobody wants to be associated with that. Nobody wants to even talk about it because then what could happen? Somebody's going to come find you. So that's that's my theory on it. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I can go with that. They kind of erase things and kind of put that fear into things. But I mean, it's like some of the some of the people within the uh, like if they didn't respect the uh, Jedi or whatever, you know, they talk about Vader and his old school religion. It's like he's Sith. Yeah, and the Emperor's a Sith. You know, right? You think there would be? They seem so disconnected from it, and it's the it's the only glaring kind of like. It's the only glaring smudge on that movie that always just kind of bothered me. Well, and we only know that now since we have prequels. Yeah. And that might, that might be literally what it was, was the time gap wasn't, wasn't drawn out and, you know, and yeah. cut into rock basically at the time. It was more like, Oh, well, we'll just do this. He wasn't really, you know, he, he had, a, had ideas for the prequel, but he didn't have uh And that's something too. Like, um, you know, he, he had always said, that oh yeah I've had these I've had you know scripts for these written out for years I'm like I I doubt it it's kind of doubt it I think this was all not necessarily seat of his pants but I do feel like 
the prequels were maybe something he never intended to do after Return of the Jedi. And then he just eventually got around to doing it. Maybe he, I don't know, maybe he lost a bet. Yeah. Well, it, I could see that because I, I didn't he didn't he bet like didn't he bet like the the five like one percent of the gross of Star Wars versus Jaws or something like that? Him and Spielberg. Yeah, there was a bet there somewhere. I mean, that wouldn't have led to him making the prequels, but what I'm saying, like he's willing. I mean, that was, I mean, out of either movie. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, Star Wars beats out Jaws by a bit, but like. Well, they were two. have one percent of Jaws. That, that would be yeah. yeah, that's. Um, I mean, they were both huge blockbusters for their time. I mean, Star Wars still holds some sort of record somewhere. I'm sure. I, last time I checked, it's still one of the ones that like. And I watched. I did watch that documentary about the Hasbro toys and Star Wars line. Oh, the on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. But that's actually that series is really great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think I got past the first or second one. But they were really good. I just didn't have time to watch them all. Right. But yeah, no. I mean, like that's that's a massive amount of money. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, my it, for me, New Hope kind of like takes a little while to get going. Ah, excuse me. Um, it's not slow by any means, though. No, it's it. It just take. Yeah, it's not slow. Once it picks up, it's going to be build. Uh, the, the point when it picks yeah. up is when when uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru die. Um, and that's that's when he decides. All right, well, there's nothing here for me, so I'm going to take off. And that's when it really starts to pick up because you go to Mos Eisley and you see this cool bar with all these, you know, space alcoholics. And well, they're either drinking booze or blue milk. So that's that's probably your, your only choices at the Mos Eisley Cantina, if I had to guess. Um, <clears throat> and you know, you get your first kind of tense moment when um, the Millennium Falcon's trying to take off and the Empire or the, the stormtroopers show up and they get out to space and all that kind of stuff happens. And then it's like, okay, now I really want to see what happens next. Um, it's, it takes a little while to get going, but once it does, it's paced pretty well because there's always something going on, whether they're coming up on what used to be Alderaan or they're getting, you know, trying to rescue Princess Leia from the cell block or trying to get off of the Death Star. Or then they go back to the Death Star and it's, it, it, it's fun once it picks up. Like it's a, it's an entertaining movie to watch. Watch it still is. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, it doesn't always hold. Like you were saying before, it is kind of hokey in parts, and it doesn't always hold up for the most part. But it's it's still solid. It's still like I mean, I'm pretty sure you've already shown your daughter, you know, that that trilogy at least a couple hundred times. Oh, yeah, and it's like personally, if I had kids or grandkids, it's like yeah, sure, what the heck? It's like yeah. that's it's. It's interesting enough, and it's not so. It's not so wrapped up in its own time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the effects are the effects are not the greatest, but they're really they're really good for their time. And while they might not hold up, it's like the story is more interesting enough to to go. And then, oh well, he, you can tell he's totally smudging out the bottom of that speeder with you know like right. vaseline on the screen. But, you know, it's more it's more you're not paying attention to that. You're you're watching the character go by. You're watching what they're doing, and you know. It's just good. Te- it's good, you know, movie. And with you saying that, I cannot to, to you know if there's probably two people listening to this, I cannot recommend highly enough that if you own a copy of the Blu-ray of Star Wars, um, that you go and find the Despecialized trilogy and watch those because man, does it really 
I grew up watching the THX VHS tapes, the ones that just had better sound, but they hadn't really edited anything other than adding episode four to the crawl at the beginning. I'm looking over your, is it over and, your left uh, shoulder. Yep, that's it. Right shoulder. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, there he is. Um, but like, it's the despecialized edition is that, but they cleaned up like like what you were talking about that smudge underneath the land speeder. Well, it's a lot of the, uh, yeah, they kept in like the, some of the practical effect fixes, not the CGI stuff, but it's all HD. And right. So it's like, right. You just, and you like, the it's, version of it. I've, I, after watching the special editions for so long, it was really rewarding to go back and watch. Not only did Greedo not shoot first, but he didn't shoot at all. I'm like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> it's so much better. But yeah, it's, it's, like, it's. I never understood why he did that. It's like he didn't want to make Han Solo look like a murderer. He wanted to make it look like self-defense. Because if if you watch the Blu-ray releases of that now, Han Solo's head twitches and the blaster bolt hits him right above yeah. his shoulder, and then he shoots Greedo, which is you, garbage. Did you ever see that picture? I believe it was a. Uh, it was Phantom Menace, or it was a uh, Attack of the Clones, where he's walking around wearing a shirt that says Han shot first. That's that's where the George ultimate Lucas kind of, is. Yeah. <laughs> It's like what meta a irony. What a hypocrite. Yeah, no, it's like it's like somebody probably sent him that in the mail, and yeah. it's just like, oh, I'm gonna wear that. It's like, why? You caused that. You yeah. made that shirt happen. It's not a good thing. <laughs> um, the one one of the problems I have with this movie, which are very few, I'm not griping about it by any means. Um, and yes, I know the Empire let the Millennium Falcon get away intentionally with a tracking device on board. I understand that. But I can't get past the fact that this entire Death Star only sent two TIE fighters out to bring that ship back. <laughs> it, it just it bothers me. Because then you go back to the Death Star in the fight later, and how many tef, uh, TIE fighters are there? There's like uh, a thousand of them. The whole fleet of them. Right. I, I almost think you could do an entire you could do an entire podcast on bad decisions and Poor, poor firing <laughs> skills of the of the empire. What the empire's right. top ten, you know, failures is pretty much what you could do with that, right? I love hearing. Have you ever heard anybody's like? I, I don't remember him offhand, but like people's weird theories and you know, just kind of crazy ideas on why stormtroopers aim terribly. No, <laughs> I think the cheapest one I've heard is like, oh, they wanted them alive, but you know. <laughs> We've seen blasters at stun, so I don't yeah, know if it makes yeah, sense. That's what I was gonna say. Set it to stun, like that it with Leia at the beginning of the movie. And like, there's there's other things in there. It's like, it's like it just you know maybe it's just literally he just didn't pay attention, and he kept the action going by making stormtroopers be terrible shots for some reason. <laughs> there was something I saw on one of the uh, Star Wars YouTube channels I follow, and the guy was basically talking about the plight of being a Star Wars TIE fighter, or a Star Wars fighter, an Imperial TIE fighter pilot. Yeah. Because what happens? So the rebels show up and they start attacking, like, let's say a group of Star Destroyers. And then, yeah. you know, rebels come in, they attack and they split their in and out quickly. And so the empire wants to chase them. TIE fighters don't have life support for these guys for, a, for an incredibly long period of time, nor do they have a hyperdrive. So the fleet takes off to go catch the rebels, and there's guys just hanging out, just flying around space until they suffocate. 
That's horrible, dude. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, discard. wait, wait. I'm almost there. Oh, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, Rats. that's one of the things. With just like you know. Oh man, that's like. I mean, that's like that has to be like one of the cartoons or something that has to be an entire episode because it's always a TV episode. We're stuck. We have nothing better to do, so we'll sit here and talk until somebody comes and saves our asses. That's usually a flashback show. Oh yeah, it totally is a flashback <laughs> show. No matter what that is, it's a flashback show. Did you ever watch the Clerks animated series? Yes. The I love what I love about that is like Kevin Smith basically just said, "To hell with it! I'm going to do whatever I want." Mm-hmm. And their second episode ever was a flashback show. <laughs> That's so brilliant. That's amazing. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, so, New Hope. You got anything else to say about it? No, I'm going to say this, though. Okay. I have a feeling Clerks is going to come back up in a minute. But, um, okay. New Hope. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, what else? I mean, like, I think this is, I think this is going to go kind of quickly because, I mean, we're treading over ground that's been treaded over hundreds mm-hmm. of times. So it's, just you know, a little uh, little takes here and there. I think we got right. I mean, what do you say about these movies that hasn't been said a thousand times? I think we might have more to say. There's a couple of topics I want to touch on later, but we can we'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, so that's on my list of ranking these one through nine. That's my number two. Same here. I think. Yeah. I, I think, think all of ours are the same. <laughs> yeah, I think all of ours are the same. So we can just kind of stick with that. So. Yeah. Empire. I'm going to start it off very easily. Oh, the Empire Empire was such a shitty movie. Or a terrible movie. It ended on such a down or was he saying it was a great movie? It was saying it was a great movie because it ended on such a down down note. Right. Yeah, and all Jedi had was a bunch of Muppets. (laughs) And it and it has that it even has that that's how the intro to that song starts. What a Wookiee. Yeah. Is that Nerf Herder does it? I believe so. Maybe to look that one up. But yeah, right um, what a wiki. And that's that's the thing. It's like this movie is is a, is this I mean, like if you're doing this in a trilogy, it is the second act, literally, and it ends on that down note and you progress I think you progress the story more here and you kind of introduce to a cavalcade of characters and I don't think it has the. I don't think it has the screaming flaws of the uh, of a New Hope. No, they're I not mean, very big flaws, but like they didn't have to have the same kind of issues. No, um, I mean it's it's it it gives. There's a real sense of dread. Like there's a real sense like they need to defeat the Empire. Like they need to to get over this because they. I mean they they're such an oppressive force and they're so much more powerful than they are. It really makes you want to root for them. And I mean, you don't know it if you're watching this for the first time, but it really makes you want to root for them in the next movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it introduces some characters that become staples in the series and it gives you better explanation of the force when Luke is training with Yoda. Um, it's, it fills in some of the stuff and really kind of fleshes out more of the, the universe uh, than they did in A New Hope. And I just, I've always liked the way this one starts. And it's like, it kind of gives you the idea time has passed and everything like that. And then it's right. like, damn frozen planet. Yeah. And, and um, speaking of nerf herding, you get the actual 
within what is it the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie yeah. probably you get the actual term scruffy nerfer scruffy, scruffy looking nerfer yeah oh, oh by the way that song is by a band called supernova there we go i, I knew it wasn't nerf herder but i wanted to believe it was nerf herder because it, so much <laughs> it would just tie things together so neatly in a package um it's i mean i it's i mean before we even get to where we're going to rate this, it's my favorite Star Wars movie. I mean, I think it's most people's star, favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I, I love the Battle of Hoth. I love how how impractical giant walking troop transports seem, yet in this universe is totally normal. Uh, the asteroid chase is awesome. Um, I'm, the whole scene on uh, Cloud City and Bespin is great. Um, you know, Luke, Luke versus Vader, Han getting tortured by Darth Vader and then getting frozen in carbonite. Uh, you know, Luke's hand getting cut off the whole, everything on cloud city. I really enjoy Billy D Williams selling Colt 45. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that happened in the movie, but it feels like it should have. He should have been in the most Isley cantina. Oh yeah. He should have totally been. <laughs> you know, There's a fan that. edit. There's a fan that. edit we need to see. Right. You just see him in there and it's like, it just, I don't know where it pans from Luke <laughs> and it just goes to Billy D Williams. And it's like, have you had a Colt 45? Like, no. Hi, I'm Lando Thank Calrissian. You. Are you looking for a satisfying beverage? Try Colt 45. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do is laugh at that. Cause I can see that commercial. And they have to just like pan over and he's kind of like leaning up like the most interesting man in the universe on the Dos Equis commercials. I am Mando Calrissian. Yeah. <laughs> that could happen. We should make that happen. I don't always shoot first, but when I do, I enjoy <laughs> at Colt 45 afterwards. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so many pitches good. in there for that. Oh, my God. Does Robot Chicken still making episodes? Go send that to them. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe you can get $5 for it. Oh, man. Like... If we could do ten minutes, you know, just in robot chicken and what they did with this movie. The two the two worms calling for Chinese takeout. Yeah, it's so great. I love that. I was like, what what are you gonna play? Cash or charge? I was like, I was like, are we just gonna gobble him up when he gets here? It's like, yeah, we're just gonna gobble him up when he gets here. Yeah, it'll be cash. <laughs> <laughs> now my favorite one though is uh, actually uh, my favorite character in the robot chicken Star Wars is probably Emperor Palpatine. because uh, he's 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 like borderline like a bro. Yeah. Not quite. He's like he's like an he's like your uncle that's trying to be a bro. Um, but the one where he's he winds up going up the escalator in the Death Star, and he's walking towards the uh, the <laughs> elevator, and there's that one stormtrooper standing there pushing the button. <laughs> he's like, "What's what's your ID number?" It's eight three two. Eat my ass. <laughs> oh, oh man, the escalator so going up. It's like stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. He's like, go fuck yourself. And he's just like so angry. Yeah. And he, he gets about to the fourth one and he says that and he's like, oh, <laughs> and you just see the stormtrooper kind of slip over. He's all sad. Uh, I love that. And the one when, um, when uh, Palpatine's talking to like his, his two guys sitting at his desk and he's like, yeah, I just threw the Senate at him, the whole Senate. Hang on, I got a phone call, and he's like ordering a club sandwich for lunch. And then, and then the next one is when Vader calls him, and he's he's all pissed off because the Death Star got blown up. Oh man, that's so funny. He's like, "What? What the hell's an aluminum Falcon?" <laughs> <What's> a- <laughs> yeah, flying around in space for two weeks. Ugh, you must smell like leathery burnt 
bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, oh, my God, he's crying. <laughs> By the way, that's such a high school call with the two people on the, on the other side just laughing and shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. If, if nobody out there has seen Star Wars Robot Chicken, please do yourself a favor. I'm just thinking about the. Uh, I think it was. Um, I think it was the girl next door intro that they. Or it was the intro or the outro they ripped off. You remember where it's like the. Uh, it's the Who song playing in the background, and it's all these freeze frame things. Oh yeah. I was. I was fairly sure that's from. That's they kind of ripped off the girl next door where it has yes. that. And that's the it's only a, thing. Like, I'll, bet you, I'll bet you're wondering how I got here or whatever. Yeah. I figured it was kind of a mix of that and um, American Beauty. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. The only reason I figured it was uh because I, I think it was the same uh it was Teenage Wasteland and and uh yes. Girl Next Door and um then. you got the title of that song wrong, friend. The title of that song is it's called Baba O'Reilly. That's what it's called. I've been calling it Teenage Wasteland for a long time. I never well, remember. I, I get why you would think that because they never say Baba O'Reilly in the song, as far as I'm aware, but yeah, it's it's called Baba O'Reilly. There are so many songs like that where I think it's some, named something else because yeah, we it do. makes sense. And then, yeah, we do a whole podcast on misheard, misheard lyrics. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be very easy. Uh, ACDC, <laughs> Dirty D's, Dun Trip, or oh, it? Dunder Cheap, yeah, Dunder Cheap, <laughs> Under Cheap. Is there's a uh, 40 Thieves my, my, or something like that? <laughs> my, my personal favorite is uh, Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> 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 you'll never be able to listen to that song again by the way i don't remember what that was from but i actually ever, yeah uh tiny dancer Elton john no 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 the oh, tony danza thing oh i don't remember that was from a show i know it's from a show and i just can't it's from it. something i mean i had to hear it somewhere because I, I always knew it was tiny dancer but then once i heard that i'm like well that song is ruined i was one of the family guy in those instances because that sounds like a peter griffin thing they're responsible for a lot of horrible things. We should just call this podcast called We Have the Attention Span of Two-Year-Olds. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this one's a lot harder to talk about than the other one, so we're probably going to trail it off is, a bit. Yeah. I mean, at least, in, at least until we get to episode seven, probably. Yeah. There's a lot of retreaded ground, but yeah. um, I mean, I think we can both say it's number one on the list. It's, it's the best Star Wars movie. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. And I don't think, like I said, I don't. I like the dialogue in this movie. I like the fact that um, many, many YouTube things love to point out how it's like, it's never the lines never Luke, I am your father. You know, right? It's no, I am your father. Yeah, no, line. I am your father. But it, but it is like as a singular quote. It's like no, I am your father. Like, you know, that could have been Tuesday for somebody. It's like no, that I could am have your been. Father. That could have been yesterday's episode of Maury Povich. Maury Povich is it. not still on the air. Yes, he is. As Dr. far as I'm aware, he is. I think Dr. so. Dr. Phil is still on the air? Uh, Dr. Dr. Phil is an idiot. Oprah? Oprah's still on. Dr. Oz, maybe? I think he got in hot water over some license. No, I don't. Dr. Phil has no license to practice medicine anymore. I feel good about that. I feel entirely good about that. It's like a lawsuit or something. I'm not entirely sure. You can Google it if you're that interested. <laughs> don't tell people to Google things. They might Google things. <laughs> just don't google yourself never google yourself or blue waffles apparently blue waffles oh, is a no stop. google stop stop just don't 
there used to be no no that's there, one of the few things i don't know what it is i know, I've been I, know. Very happy I know what it is um there i don't have the app anymore but i used to have the urban dictionary app and i believe there was like a random button you could press oh no uh, which is bad news or don't do not urban dictionary the word Alabama because you will find some really horrible stuff <laughs> under the word Alabama. Just take that as a list. Lemon parting. Uh, I don't want to know. Lemon is a wonderful one. But anyways, I, anyway. I digress. Anyway, so let's talk about some Muppets. Uh, I mean, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and like this is, this actually used to be much, you know, many years ago. Uh, this was my favorite Star Wars movie for a long time when I was younger. Um, And and, and it's not because of Ewoks, but I think it was more because of um, I liked the fight with Luke and Vader at the end, which I still do. Um, You know, when you get the emperor involved and all that kind of stuff, um, there's all, you know, the, the, the battle at the end is really great with uh, the the space battle. Um, It's just, it's, the only way I can really kind of enjoy it now is to kind of look at it through the scope of being 20 years younger, maybe, you know, maybe mm-hmm. 25 years younger. Um, so having said that a band of Ewoks can totally take down an entire Imperial garrison. That's right. A hundred lightly armed teddy bears with rocks and stuff can totally take down an army that's conquered the entire galaxy. They had a spear. They had, a spear in there. <laughs> they had spears and they had ropes and they had a hang glider. Remember the hang glider? Yeah, they had, they had bows and arrows. Actually, yet, I, I can't watch this movie without a little bit of a, a couple of tears coming out. When the uh, I don't even remember if he had a name or whatever, but when like the little Ewok was sitting there and he was trying to wake up the other dude. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> choke you up. That's the bit. saddest thing ever, man. That doesn't choke you up a little bit. You have no soul, you monster. Um. Anyway, yeah. but um. Well, you've but, heard uh, you've heard like uh, the thing from How I Met Your Mother because like How I Met Your Mother has a weird Star Wars centric thing because they always say the trilogy and that's kind of where I got the intro uh, from. But one I of the not seen is, that show. Well, I would say watch it, but you'd be severely disappointed at the ending. But I can probably <laughs> give you some clips of it. and You can call it a day from that. So, yeah. but the character played by Neil Patrick Harris Barney, yeah, has this thing. And he goes, he can tell a woman's age by how she thinks of Ewoks. Because if she thinks Ewoks <laughs> are stupid, that means she was, you know, probably older than older than 16 or 17 when Empire came out. But if she thinks Ewoks are cute, that means she was under 16 or 17 when it, when the uh, when Empire, Return of the Jedi came out. Right. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought that was like that was one of their mini Star Wars centric thing, but it was just like because I mean, like his character literally has a full on, like as a full on stormtrooper, you know, stand up and they have the armor and everything just sitting in there. So, yeah, yeah. But That's I just had to throw that in there just for his sake. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, yeah, it's and I think what what makes me like this movie less now um, are all the different revisions and things that have happened to this movie because I think this is the one that got revised the most. I think. Oh, just the barge scene. I mean, like the uh, with the Sarlacc pit. You know, is it Sarlacc? Yeah, yes, the Sarlacc. Uh, so yeah, uh, a little, you, don't, you don't need a beak on the Sarlacc. I mean, I get it. It's it's kind of a letdown when you hear about how you know, oh, you, know, you will be digested over a thousand years in the belly of the mighty Sarlacc. Okay, and then you get to it, and it's just like 
teeth sticking out of a hole in the desert with a couple of, you know, tentacles so, that come out. So, and this is something I honestly thought when I was younger and I saw it. So I'm like talking like eight or nine, 10 years old. So there's the first person to fall into the pit. They cut to a scene of Jabba the Hutt laughing afterwards, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. And when it was younger, though, I thought when the, I thought that the Sarlacc pit was some weird kind of like sci-fi extension of Jabba the Hutt and his stomach. I mean, so I thought he was getting indigestion when the guy fell in. This is what I thought when I'm like 10 years old. That's more like, interesting than what it actually is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It's like I drew, drew the just strangest conclusion ever. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's like that guy just went into his desert stuff. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's oh, weird. Man, fuck you. It's like, go with it. You know, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, enjoy that. And it's like, it's one of those things that's like when you're younger and you like, you're just completely like, confused. Oh, there was, you know, stuff to read on the screen and you're not paying the least bit of attention. Right. Um, I mean, some of the stuff that like the, the changes in the music in this movie ruin it. Like the original song that's in the, uh, in Java's palace. Very simple. It's like a little, it's nothing, right? It's just a little simple, catchy tune. But then George Lucas comes in and they do the special editions and everything and the many revisions of. But it's now like a full-on, you know, rhythm and blues kind of a like a like a big show, like it's a big production. I'm like, that's that makes no sense. Um, there was that, and then they took out the uh, the beloved Yub Nub song at the end of the movie. And replaced it with some weird orchestral thing that's that really doesn't fit. Yub Nub song. Um, it's what it's called. It's called Yub Nub. <laughs> that and then they replaced Sebastian Shaw with Hayden Christensen, which that one I can almost kind of get. I almost kind of get that one. It's there's there's Just a lot of weird like, stuff that changed. And I got paid fifteen thousand dollars to live like an idiot. <laughs> he didn't even do that. He just kind of nods, and that's it. I, every bit of me remembers him waving because he just seems like he should have waved. It probably not would happen. He just did the very <laughs> stoic nod and like mm, yeah. money. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna blame. I'm not gonna blame Hayden Christensen because he probably thought it was stupid, and they probably had to act like either they reuse something or they had to offer him money to come in and film that because he's like, this is. Yeah. Why would I do this? This is terrible. You you're just screwing up a film. If you're, if you're gonna pay me money to stand there and look like an idiot, yeah, sure, choke up. But uh, to to the credit of the uh, the scene in Java's part of the music rendition, Java's Palace One, I like how it's like um, they literally went out of their way to try and make you know alien characters slightly ethnic, you know, like <laughs> they with Jar Jar. That's like the that Jar Jar precursor all, of bad stuff. That's all over all these movies. And I think, I mean, well, I mean, you look at a new hope is nothing but white people. It's nothing but white people. Um, nothing but guys. I mean, like with the exception of like, you, you remember, uh, you remember uh, the, no, no, the uh, thing from a uh, month, by the one in the first one. Uh, briefly. Yeah. Remember it was uh, the, the family guy thing. It's like, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. like, Oh my God, the only other woman in the universe. Like, I was like, they hate each other. They don't like her. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, there was that. Um, I mean there's there's plenty of stuff to groan about in Return of the Jedi, but I mean there is there's good stuff. I mean, 
I love seeing the emperor. I'm glad he's not like all over the place in the first two movies. Um, like kind of like Snoke was in the first two or the first two of this new trilogy, I guess, let's say um, there's, you know, it's, he's very mysterious. You know, he's this just, he looks old. You don't really realize that he's not that he's just old. disfigured. Yeah. Um, you don't understand the extent of his power until he just attempts to barbecue Luke Skywalker. Um, but it leaves some questions that are kind of vaguely answered by episode seven. So like, what's going to happen now? Are there going to be more Jedi? Uh, is the Sith, even though they were not called the Sith in the original trilogy, um, are they gone for good? Like what's going to happen now? Um, the run by the fighters going through the death star, I think was a, was a cool touch and a way to differentiate the, everything from the first one, you know, so instead of doing the trench run again, they actually went through the whole thing. Um, it was nice. Though. I mean, like if you, and it's, you know, definitely if you're going to jam the millennium Falcon through anything, it might as well be a big spear in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> May as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the fight between Vader and Skywalker, like I mentioned, is one of my favorite things about this movie. Uh, I mean, it's, you get to see just I mean, Luke, from what I understand, I don't know if it's still canon. I mean, he kind of touches the dark side and just gets mad and goes after him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the Emperor's shooting freaking light- lightning beams through his fingers. Well, I mean, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but the the end of this movie always gave me that impression of, like you said, like a little bit of the dark side, which, you know, once you get into the prequels, the cartoons, the canons, the other things, everything, you know, the expanded universe now, stuff, things like that, it just goes and makes you think and, was Luke more of a gray Jedi? Was he more in between? Was he that kind of thing? Um, I don't think that's anything that's ever been, well, in the new canon, I don't know if that's been said. I'm pretty sure it's mentioned in the old canon, what's now Legends, um, that he did kind of go there briefly but while he was fighting Vader, and maybe even since. But um, I'm not sure if that's canon or not anymore. I'm sure someone will enlighten us. All right. I have one more thing to throw out for this one. And I can't, I'm trying to remember where she's from. Who's that? So, you, so the, uh, this, this one would be a stretch. So the, the band, right? So there's uh-huh. the three backups in here, everything like that. I've sworn, and this just sounds really screwed up, but I have sworn for the longest time that the, the band member on the far left with the dots and the red hair, I have okay. sworn for a long time that that is Russian figure skater Oksana Balyul forever. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. That's, if, you that's go, a... if you go look at her pictures from like 1994 Winter Olympics and everything like that, you're going to look at it for a minute and you might actually agree with me. I'm not saying you're wrong, man, but I actually, I kind of am saying you're wrong. It probably does look like her, but there's no way that's her. Yeah, but it really does. It really, It's really wickedly similar and it's just like... <laughs> But yeah, no, this is that's just like the two strangest things that you know with the other one I was talking about. It's like that's two of the strangest things you can ever pull out of this movie ever. Right. Oh sorry, she's a Ukrainian figure skater, Exana Valuable. They were part of the the USSR at one point. Yeah. Everybody loves it, right? <laughs> Until they try to steal your lunch money and kill you. Right. Um, so this one for me is gonna be number three out of nine. And that's only because I don't think I could bring myself to, I think I said this last time, I can't bring myself to rank 
um, Rogue One over an original trilogy movie. No, um, I think I think Rogue One would would be it's tough in, though. <laughs> it's it tough. Def- I definitely think it's packaged and put together better, and you know, definitely the effects of Rogue One can beat out. Oh yeah, it's, it's a you know yeah, but movie I mean, was you're talking about thirty years difference, right? Yeah, exactly so, that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I get the idea of being kind of a purist and keeping the original trilogy as the top three because they were what spawned it off. Yeah. Um, going on to what we've kind of talked about briefly on and off through all this, um, the original editions of these movies against like the special editions or the revised editions that have been released from 1997 onward, they've almost every single home video release since 97. Has had something different changed in it. Um, I think the yeah. one that that fared the best out of all of this was Empire, because the changes were either kind of small or they were necessary. Like adding windows on Cloud City was a nice touch. Um, the and um, the one that I really agree with that I think is the one that they probably the only change they should have made was adding Ian McDiarmid as the Empire as the Emperor. Uh, versus the the other person that was the emperor in the hologram when Vader was talking to him from the Star Destroyer. Oh god, those holograms are so miserable. In the old ones, yeah, like the original, original. I mean, uh, like the original, the original ones of the emperor. If you look at it and you squint at it and you kind of look at it off, he almost looks like he has one giant eye. It is that freaking blurry. It's just it blends so well, much together. It's not just that, like it's a completely different person and like yeah. his his voice is different and his eyes look actually like I don't mind like the completely black eyes of the, the Empire Emperor in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um it's kind of a like he's like so dead inside his eyes are black, kind of a thing like a shark. Um <laughs> uh, Josh hates sharks. I don't hate sharks, they're just dead inside. Um <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying something you, something that's dead inside you could be all cuddly and loving with no as yeah. long as their eyes aren't black probably well that's what i'm saying it's dead inside <laughs> so it's <either> black. <laughs> um so let's see what else uh new hope did i don't know probably the second best um i don't like a lot of the stuff they added in most icely like in the in the cantina like they took out some of the creatures and added different ones but at least they didn't change that music. Um, you yeah. know, they, they corrected some of the lightsaber stuff. Like they, like if the lightsabers in the original movie, like in the original print, were tilted a certain way, they didn't even look like lightsabers. It just looked like the end of a stick. Well, see, um, the, most of the stuff you're talking about that's wor- that ends up working out really good yeah. is more secondary or touch up. It's not. It's like not a change. That's not putting a full CGI character. And that's well, one of right. the. That was one of the things in you know, uh, New Hope, wasn't it? It's like one of the speeder. Was that another one? One of the speeders goes by and this giant like animal rises yes. up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's New Hope. That was unnecessary. That was. I didn't like that. Just leave yeah. it the way the hell it was. Um, the one. I mean, they did not need shock waves on all the explosions, like on Alderaan and on uh, the Death Star. I mean, they must have been like a, a very young Michael Bay doing special effects on those on those changes. Don't you talk bad about Michael Bay. Transformers is the best. Do you like Transformers or do you just have a man crush on Marky Mark? Uh, none of the above. <laughs> Marky Whatever, Mark bro. Now, Marky Whatever Mark now or Marky Mark Funky Bunch? Calvin Marky Klein. Mark and the uh, yeah, Marky Mark and the Calvin Klein ad. And Calvin Klein ad. 
That's an easy one. <laughs> didn't, didn't match up. Like, you know. Now I know you're gay. Because I like Marky Mark when he's coming by <laughs> underwear, apparently. Yeah, that'd probably be an yeah. easy one. Anyway, before we get ourselves in trouble, um, they should not <laughs> have added that scene with Job of the Hut, I feel like. Oh, God, I forget you know that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They, it's... it's I don't it's even know what you do with the original though. version of that scene. Why you why you had it? What yeah, did you just cutting room? I mean, they kept the extra stuff. I mean, just like any other movie, they keep all the uh, deleted well, no, but scenes. I mean, what did you what was the what was the hope you were trying to get there? It's like we're envisioning a technology that will replace a person completely from film. I mean, no, we're like thinking about doing anime. Because it's because it, it's a fat guy, or maybe that was the original idea. Jabba was an alien who was a fat guy in a bad fur coat. <laughs> Uh, better character, maybe. Better character, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said a minute ago, like Return of the Jedi was kind of ruined by a lot of the stuff. You know, changing the band in Jabba's palace. Um, I, I I miss the charm of the original, like either you know animatronic or the the puppets or whatever they were using in there. Excuse me. Um, I think I'm it's now. it's kind of bad that they got rid of some of that and changed it with you know this overly done CGI song and dance member. It's just, yeah. Ugh. And actually the more so than the stuff that i mentioned earlier, the two things that ruin it, um, are Vader screaming. No, when he, when he dumps the emperor over the ledge oh. and the worst one, you know what I'm about to bring up at the very end, when they show the celebration on all the planets and they go to Naboo, what do you hear? You hear a Wisa free from some, I can only imagine this Jar Jar Binks. It's just. You, you it, sure it's not a racist stereotype? I, I think it's a racist stereotype. Gungans are generally racist stereotypes. That's part of the problem I have with them. Um, and just the extra stuff like on the Sarlacc, like we were talking about. Um, it's, I remember that's, the Naboo scene. I don't remember. I do not. I don't think I've heard the Wisa free. Oh, go back. You'll hear it. You can't no, not hear no. it. No, I won't. I won't watch the. the <laughs> I'll watch the uns, uh, the despecialized edition. I won't watch that. No, yeah. that's that's yeah. just terrible. I mean, they pan over Naboo. They pan over Coruscant. They go back to Cloud City. Coruscant was nice. Cloud City was nice. They could like, they could have done Naboo without putting that quick little tidbit. I think some of the additions and like the Coruscant and the Cloud City things in the ending were. They weren't terrible. They're like they were just they were adding more, a little more to it. They weren't like if I would have less of a problem with it if they hadn't changed the music and they would have gone back and showed oh here's a quick look at Coruscant. Everybody's somehow already knows that the second Death Star was blown up all the way on the other side of the galaxy. They have TV there, Josh. Do they have internet? No, they have, apparently none of us do. <laughs> do. They have like space Facebook, and they can. Somebody can can put a live Josh, video up. What? Josh, what? You both know there's no such thing as space Facebook. It would be Spacebook. Hold on. That's branding for you. Enjoy. There you go. Sell that to uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah, I don't think he's buying these days. Yeah. I right, wouldn't be uh, either. What are, we, what are we doing next? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And this yeah. Michael Bay, you know, fan, whatever. Yeah. No, we're doing Ninja Turtles three. <laughs> so, um, T 
Teenage Mutant Ninja. No. Turtles and was it? What was the third one that was really horrible? Was it Turtles, Turtles in Time? Time? I mean, yeah. that was the actual video game. I think that was the video game, which is I amazing. Think I think it was still the same premise. So it wasn't called that. But the third yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is the one where they used a, a wooden whatever thing and went back in time. It's like a lantern or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, it looked like a lantern. Hold on. What was the subtitle of that movie? I'm trying to look it up now. Maybe there wasn't. It was just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. But just the, the, the poster just says the turtles are back in time. They all look sh- shitty in this one. Turtles 2 had the subtitle Secret of the Ooze. Which was great. That was a good one. That one had Kevin Nash in it. Oh, that's right. He was uh, Shredder. Yeah, well, no, he was Super Shredder. Super Shredder. Get it right, dude. Come what? On. I always thought Kevin Nash looked Asian. He doesn't. <laughs> He's a big old white dude. He likes to bust his quads on many, many occasions. Yeah, it makes you... Makes you wonder. What about busting his quads? He probably when did you, so many. So many when drugs. you do a lot of yes, performance enhancing drugs tend to make your muscles bigger, but they also make them more susceptible to injury. Oh yeah, no. Like, um, buddy man always told me that like he works he like hardcore works out and said you could always notice the guys who are uh, who do steroids. Because they're the ones who like they'll be working out and everything like that, and they go to a treadmill for twenty seconds and they'll die like a fat guy running. Just like, <laughs> like I've seen fat guys run and probably run faster for cake than these guys could run at a treadmill for thirty milliseconds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> episode seven, right? Yep. Let's talk about episode seven: The Force Awakens. I didn't know the force was asleep. I'll start with that. Yeah, that's a slip through there, Laura. Is that like dad joke cheesy? I'm, I don't know. I'm not a dad, so it's can... it's pretty much up there. My wife's eyes would have rolled probably. That happens a lot in this house. <laughs> we need a gift for that just for the video things to just press a button like ah, oh, the eye roll. It's like, what did you say? It's terrible. Yeah, well, probably. I had one. I had one so bad the other day. I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's right. So I've got a I've got a newborn at home, and I was changing her diaper and singing to her at the same time, just some song I was making up. And the almost six year old in the other room goes, "Really, Dad?" So <laughs> I was like, "Dude, if you think you're embarrassed now, oh, you wait till I drop you off at school when you're in high school. It's gonna be bad. That's gonna be so much fun. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. Anyway, so." so- the Force Awakens. I don't mind The Force Awakens. There's a lot of people that don't like it, um, but then again, there's a lot of people that don't like Episode Eight. There's a lot of there's there's people out there. There are people out there who think that the prequels are better than the original trilogy. So I don't take people's opinions seriously on Star Wars at all anymore because people are all over the place on it. Yeah, and I like I like shoving my fingers into electrical sockets. You know, we all have weird things we like to do. Doesn't make it right. <laughs> You're not wrong, Justin. <laughs> I mean, but, you're wrong, but you're not yeah. wrong. Like, um, to going ahead to making the argument of somebody not liking this movie, at least it doesn't have porks. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't think there was a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of out of sequence parts. No. 
Uh, I mean, it was paced okay. You know, it was well made. Um, I like the new characters. I really like Poe. Um, they they made a movie that can go a lot of places. Um, you know, once once it ends up, it wraps up with a complete finish, kind of like Episode Four does. But you know, there's going to be another movie. Um, it's 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 a fun movie to watch. Yeah, but it's yeah. typical. You know, there's. I think what a lot of people are unhappy with is that it's so much like a new hope. It's so much like episode four, but my take on that is that it almost had to be because what else are you going to do? You have to get in, you have to rope in new fans that are now interested because, Oh, this is a Disney property. Let's see what they do with it. There's, you know, and it's, it's, it's basically the same plot as return of the Jedi too. There's the scrappy good guys who are, now joined by somebody who has no idea what they're doing or how they got there. Mm-hmm. And now they're fighting against insurmountable odds against a group that has destroyed or overthrown the previous government. And, you know, they have way more resources than the good guys they are led by a scary evil dude and his apprentice who are trying to be as evil as possible. And they have the means to destroy the galaxy if you're not willing to get in line. So you have to introduce basically the overarching plot of the previous six movies in order to say, Hey, here's where we're at in case you missed it. Yeah. Well, you, you, you were not going to make everybody happy. None of these new trilogy movies are going to make everybody happy. Well, I mean, if you, a lot of times if you make a movie that makes everybody happy, it did just, it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's good for one. And then like, and sometimes it won't stand up because it was just, it was playing to a period of time or something like that. I think this is, this is solid. Yes. Does it, does it have some short fallings? It's like the easy Absolutely. short falling. I put it on was, uh, uh, Captain. Is it Phasma? Phasma. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we got much of that. I think there could have been more. I think. Um, I think that. Um, I don't think it matters. I don't think it should have mattered as much. Like I, I get Luke Skywalker's like the last Jedi in the galaxy kind of thing and everything like that, and he's gone. But it's like, you know, they're more looking for him, and it's like I figured it would be more so that he's gone. Let it be. Nobody can find his ass. He left, and he didn't want to be found, so right. I'm worrying about it so much. Yeah. But, uh, if you I would have done that, you. it would have changed the plot entirely, so I get it. But, you know, that's the only thing that kind of might seem a little off. Yeah, you're right. Um, I do like the way, like, the, the stories of Poe, Finn, and Ray wind up intertwining kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as people, as much as people gripe that Star Killer Base is just another Death Star, uh, the scenes where they were on board trying to figure out how to destroy it, um, and you know you've got Ray running around, but then you've got Han and Chewie and uh, Finn, you know, not knowing where she is, and they wind up bumping into her. I think it's more entertaining than the original Death Star sequence when they were kind of trapped on board trying to get off. It's it, I don't know. So that's our sequence in, the, in the New Hope that I would say was funnier. It's just Han Solo talking to the other guys. Like, no, no, we're all good. We're good. How are you? We're all fine here all fine. now. How are you? Big reactor leak. A lot of, lot of big reactor leak. Um, I'm starting to come around more on Kylo Ren. Like at first, I wasn't kind of sure about him, but you're seeing he's he's just like raw emotionally, you know, like he's just mad about everything and he doesn't know how to control it, which is very, very Anakin Skywalker, I think. Oh no. Like if you were to, if you were to do a side by side comparison, 
you could go i think realistically you could go back and you could take um adam driver and put him as anakin skywalker and you might get an anakin Sky- better anakin skywalker maybe i would think so I, i'm gonna i've never thought about that but that's uh, very interesting and i think that could have really improved the original trilogy but then again adam driver probably would have been like nine <laughs> yeah know, how old is that how old is adam driver I don't know. That's probably a good question. He's probably, I bet Hayden Christensen's not much older than him. Uh, Adam Driver's 34. So in, so he's just a year younger than me. So in 99, he would have been 16. Oh, so that's when, that's, and yeah, Hayden Christensen's my age. So he's 36. So you're talking about a two year difference. Yeah. yeah he, he could have totally been Anakin Skywalker. Oh man, that would have been great. But then again, at that time, Adam Driver was in the Marines. That's true. So that wouldn't have worked out. Sorry. But I mean, I I think he's playing, you know, the second coming of Vader. Uh, Yeah. And he's, he's really trying to make it be that. And he's got the uh, helmet. He's got the insane, crazy force power. Just, yeah. Um, But he's, yeah, you're right. He is. Um, I like that, you know, that was another thing that, um, you know, in doing some research, what people were upset with on this was like, um, people were mad that he stopped the blaster bolt on Jakku. Like he stopped it in midair, but nobody was upset that Vader could catch him in his hand and empire strikes back. Nobody really seemed to care. Yeah. Well, he had gloves on. <laughs> so, okay. So did Kylo Ren. <laughs> that's your point. I don't know. Like that's stopping, I mean, that's stopping it in the year. Stopping a blaster bolt in mid path is less likely to happen than you just catching it in your hand and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think this is something we're definitely going to get into when we get into the uh, episode eight, the Last Jedi. Is, uh, <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about there. Oh yeah, it's you know people are angry about new force powers and it's like the force hasn't. You know, they did an entire what is called the. Um, I'm thinking DC Comics, I'm about to say elsewhere, but I mean the expanded universe where there's tons of, you know, supposedly, you know, um, there's a power to create life and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And and I think if you go back to the prequels where he's talking about Darth Plagueis the Wise or whatever the fuck his name is. (laughs) Yes, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he's talking about it like he had the power to stop somebody from dying. Well, he figured that power out, right? Right. So I would think about it. I think about the force more like, um, kind of more like mutant powers, where it's like you have a power, but it may not be the same power as the person standing next to you. So right. And definitely with the progression of it going on, there might be whole slews of powers that nobody knows. Right. Because like one of like in one of the video games I played, there was a, you know, there was a saber throw where you basically threw it and kind of brought it back, but it wasn't like, like a boomerang. Yeah. Yeah, I was like I a boomerang. And it wasn't kind of like a force grab. It was more of a, yeah. So, I mean, there's, and there was tons of different stuff in there. And so, I mean, the, the old expanded universe has so much crazy stuff in it. I don't know what the new stuff is. Cause I haven't read like a novel or anything since God, since I graduated high school, probably. Um, but it's, yeah. it's, there's a whole galaxy of stuff out there that probably has all kinds of wackadoo stuff in it that, I'm not aware of, but people are griping about that. Another thing that, um, had you ever heard the term Mary Sue before this movie came out? 
Yeah, um, just because of the uh, – I listen to a lot of the skeptic community on YouTube, and they happen to be very anti-social justice warriors. So, yeah, there was oh, – okay. yeah, that kind of run – I wouldn't say I was too prevalent with the term or understanding, but I had heard it before this. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. Um, but it's if you look at it, it's the same thing as Anakin was when he was a little kid. I mean, he was like what six years old, and he built C three PO. Yeah, and, and fixing a pod racer with scrap parts. So that's not the same thing somehow. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't entirely agree with what they're getting out there. Um, maybe the overpowered, maybe the overpowered race character, but it's not like. It's not like Ray had been, you know, just kind of sitting at a desk. She right. She obviously had a weapon that she's used before. She's obviously she's very, you know, I mean, they see they show her scaling things and things like that. She grew up in right. this harsh environment where she had to work to get stuff. Yeah, that's that's a product of where she was raised. Jakku is a more abrasive place than Tatooine even was. It looks like. Yeah, and you know, if someone that of uh, someone of that force power, like you know, maybe some of it was, maybe like if we were to get technical and everything like that, not technical, but more realistic. Her telling the guard to let her go was mm-hmm. the stretch. Yeah, because she didn't know what that was, just like Luke didn't know what that was. Do you know who that guard was? Who that stormtrooper was? That's a that's a 007. Yeah, it's Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. His his call sign was JB007 as a stormtrooper. Oh, I didn't even catch that There's one. At all. All. That's awesome. It's not mentioned. It's just a little factoid I picked up somewhere. I'm a I'm a big James Bond fan, so having those two crossover was kind of cool for me. Well, supposedly, um, the uh, two of the uh, Harry and uh, what's the other prince's name? Oh yeah, uh, they were supposed to be in Last Jedi, right? Yeah, they were they were totally cut out. Uh, oh, the okay. scene was anyways. Last time I checked. Oh, but, they're they're royalty. I mean, if they show up on the set, it's like of course you can be in my Star Wars movie, Prince yeah, Harry. It's not, it's not like it's they're asking for a big scene. It's like you know, know. you're gonna give the jet, you're gonna give the uh, the uh, stormtroopers like to two random people anyways. Might as well have them be famous people that don't even want to get paid for it. So right, it's not save like they're gonna hundred bucks or two hundred bucks for the day. It's not like they're going to unmask Captain Phasma and it's going to be Prince Harry. Actually, I'd pay for that. I'd pay for that. <laughs> That'd get your 10 bucks to go see yeah. the movie. That'd get my 10 bucks to go see a movie. Yeah. Um, but getting back to Ray, it's like her telling the guard is, is a stretch. Her just kind of like, cause I think, I think, you know, telling the, telling the, using the Jedi mind trick and everything like that is more of, takes a little more intuition of knowing what the force is and knowing how to do it versus like, I think, you know, her grabbing the lightsaber doing the force pull, grabbing the lightsaber seems more instinctual, more now, now that she knows she kind of has this power a little bit and she kind of understanding a little more, that just seems like instinctual that something she could go to, she wants to grab it and then she grabs it and it comes to her and it's, it's just primal. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, I can do that. And then, Mm -hmm. It just goes from there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't I mean I don't think to to their effect everything like that. I don't think it was had it been a guy that was Ray or a girl that was Ray. I think they would have made the same mistakes twice. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, I mean, overall, I think it's a really entertaining movie. Um, I like the the lightsaber fight on the uh, Star Killer planet. I like the actually the one I I like a lot too is the um, when the First Order cut, catches up to Han and Julie and Ray on uh, at uh, Mos Kanata's. Is that his surname? Yeah, Mos uh, the Bar or whatever that's there. Um, I the also in front of that are awesome. By the way, yeah. Uh, one of them's Mandalorian. Yep, that's mainly why um, I thought one was awesome. Uh, I've liked that the X-wings and Tie Fighters had gotten upgraded and can do different stuff, and they seem way more maneuverable. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I remember, I don't know if this is right or not. I'm sure someone will correct me, but in the old canon, like Tie Fighters and stuff, could not operate in atmosphere, so they could not work on a planet. So I think it's kind of cool that they either got upgraded or that they can do that now because it leads into way more that they could actually do with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. It's like I've seen them work on a planet before. It's it's just a Cloud City, issue. maybe? Are they on Cloud City? Yeah. I don't. Unless I can't remember if they're in that point, scene or yeah. not, dude. As many times as I've seen that movie, I can't remember if it's on. Yeah, there. I'd have to double check um, on that one. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's other stuff like I mean, you know, star destroyers are obviously way upgraded. There's um, more advanced technology and things. I mean, it's it's been thirty years. It's basically been real like Earth time as to what's as the the time span right. that's gone on between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens. So, um, so I like that everything's kind of been upgraded and. Yeah. There's new touches to stuff. So talking about the time gap and everything like that, this is, this is like, this is something that bothers me, and maybe it's just something with time gaps that they don't do a lot of explaining on. But everything, you know, what what happened? I mean, that's what I kind of don't get. Between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Yeah. What, um, what, what, well, turned the, the, what turned the tide to just be like? All right, we defeated the entire empire, you know, like that. Or maybe it's just the fact that it was the emperor, and we didn't delete. Div- there were a lot more ships out there than they originally thought. But I mean, like, uh, you would have to read the aftermath books. Okay, there's, there's three like- books. There's three books that take place between Return of the Jedi and uh, The Force Awakens that explains everything, apparently, or as much as you can. Um, which is, you know, I'm, I'm planning on getting the audiobooks of those and just listening to them in the truck uh, yeah. on my way, you know, to and from work and stuff like that. Just that, if I don't have this expanded now, or is this canon still? It's canon. Okay, that's that's new canon, dude. That's those are new books. I think those came out right around the time the Force Awakens came out, maybe. All right. Um, so they're they're not, you know, brand new, but they're not old canon by any means. Yeah, but it just like part of me just thinks it's like you know. It really wasn't the coup it was. It wasn't the death of the emperor and things like that. It's just, you know. Well, it is. So, like, the old canon, uh, and I think it's kind of similar to what the new stuff is, is that um, emperor fell, Vader fell, and then what wound up happening was either people in the imperial military just decided to quit and they just went away, or they decided to rally their troops and say, we're going to take over the galaxy. And so you had all these different splinter cell factions of, you know, this this admiral and this general and this yeah. whatever were, were trying to take over the galaxy. And then 
It just wasn't happening. No, that sounds about right. I mean, but I mean, like, yeah, I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to, you know, blame the Force Awakens for this. So, I mean, it's just something that's, you know, the time passing what happened. So, I mean, it more picks up, picks up in a new future versus, you know, continues on from Jedi. So, I'd leave that alone. That was something else that pissed people off was, oh, they got rid of the canon. They got rid of the canon. So you read all the old books, every single one of them. You read all the old comics. You you know what I mean? They had to get rid of that because if they were going to plug a movie into the timeline that happens after Return of the Jedi, how do you do that? Because some of those books like crossed over each other. You know, you, you would not have been able to... to you know, dot all the I's, so to speak, to make these work together. So they almost had to wipe it out. Didn't Ben, didn't, um, ben, uh, ben Solo, didn't he have a sister? In the original canon, the, the character that he's closest to is Jason Solo. Yeah. Um, and he did have a sister whose name I can't remember. And they had a cousin, too, because uh, Luke had... Luke married uh, Mara Jade. Um, who was some force sensitive woman. I forget how they met or whatever. And they had kids. Uh, Luke was training, like there was a Jedi Academy series of books and they were training new Jedi or whatever, but it just didn't. By the way, I know how they met. How's that? Force book. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Eat that. uh, uh, I'm only only groaning because I didn't think of it. That was good. That was good. Good work. (laughs) You don't have kids somewhere? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It seems like with many bad jokes I've thrown out tonight, I might have one or two. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was pretty good. Uh, Yeah, so yes, Luke was married and they did have kids. I don't remember their names, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you had to throw out the, you had to throw out that stuff, and it's just like, it's good they did because I mean, and you know, it's not. I don't know why they get angry because like they're they're nerds and they're like these were comic books and everything else, you know, like <laughs> Dude, how many t- how many times in the DC universe, like the comic book universe, they blew up the whole thing and then created the new Fifty Two, and which is a whole genre of things where there's no such thing as superheroes and these all all these guys come out of the woodwork once and they changed everybody's thing i mean it was annoying a little bit but nobody got so riled and ripped up and everything like that that's what i'm saying they're just being a little harsh at times um i've said this plenty of times i don't know if i mentioned it in our podcast last week star wars fans and i am one star wars fans are a notoriously fickle fan base like it's it's just going to be hard to please everybody. Like you're not gonna please everybody, um, and I That's think true. it's just kind of um, it's it, you know it's too bad that people are getting upset about all this stuff because it's look it's basically a kids movie about space wizards. How do you how do you really get super mad about that? Like you know it, as much as i love these movies and i will go see every one of them when they come out on opening weekend or as close to it as i can you know it it's just funny to me that people are getting this mad about harry it. potter yeah same thing they get angry about that oh like, every time jk rowling comes out and says something to those those guys they get angry angry right you know and i've said it before and we we've talked about it a little bit before and i've said i wanted to do a whole podcast on it 
just toxic fandoms. And unfortunately, the one that comes to mind is, and I, I don't know if you're a fan at all, because I am, and I've just seen the people in the that kind of whole part of Reddit and everything else. I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. I love the show. I don't. But I it's it. it's so like there's so, Rick and Morty is like part of the reason. Not, it's not super smart, but it's um, it's definitely got that nihilistic kind of tone to it with these dark undertones. And it definitely has an intelligence about it, but it's a pseudo-intellectual people that go on and on and on and think and they're super smart the about it. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's not, I enjoy it, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's awe-inspiring smart where it's, you know, smarter than me or you or anybody else around. It's just good. Right. But yeah, it's those people, and like they build up that toxic fandom, and they create it to an ungodly level. They really do. There's a lot of fans that have ruined a lot of things, namely the Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to start on that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone listening to this is like, "Oh yeah, Dallas Cowboys," and you don't live in Texas, and you don't have to deal with their super toxic fans that live here. Come spend a week during football season. You'll see how bad it is. Oh, man. I just want to throw this out there. So it was two years ago. I was at a bar, and I want to say it was a preseason game or early season game uh-huh. in the third quarter, and they just come back, and they're just annihilating. And then, you know, they haven't yeah, won Super a playoff. Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. Is that, yeah, was that, that Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. I've it's heard that. Bad. I've heard that after preseason games. There was a vendor mm-hmm. I used to deal with at my old job. Um, but we'd start talking, I mean, and he's, he's like, uh, you know, going on about the Cowboys and I didn't even bring up football. And, uh, it was one of those things where he's like, and I said, you know what, you know why I don't like the Cowboys? Because I can't stand the Cowboys. And you know why I can't stand the Cowboys so much is because of fans that just make me not want to like the team as a whole and everything associated with them. He goes, why? Yeah. And I said, well, I mean, you've got guys that, that, you know, they see them win a couple of preseason football games and all of a sudden, oh, man, this is our year. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win it. And da, da, da. And he's like, oh, yeah, those guys are crazy. And so then we started talking for another few minutes. I said, and then on like change the subject and then very much on purpose. I said, so the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl this year. He's like, hell, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. I'm like, you're out of your mind, dude. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> crazy. You're the problem. So to all you Star Wars geeks out there, we think you're no better when you get angry about stuff and bitter about stuff we think you're no better than angry sports people the people you hate you are them you are angry <laughs> cowboys fan i don't care if you find my twitter and hunt me down at home i will keep saying shit like that to you the more you get angry yeah please don't kill me reddit <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we're gonna have very many fans on reddit are you um, kidding me i did probably kill the two fans we had they're like screw this guy come out i'm a cowboy fan we're going to super bowl this year dirk Anyway. He hating on Darth Vader and Cowboys? Oh. Yeah. No, who hates Darth Vader? Darth Vader's amazing. Yeah, I like Darth Vader. Anyway, so are we done with this section of our Star Wars stuff? I think we're done. Uh, I think um, it just easy tone. It was funny. It was it was little drab at times, but it was mostly funny. And it had some good callbacks, and it had um, had some good fan service. And the only thing that I'm, I was left wondering the whole time, and I wasn't, you know, I mean, everybody's like, oh, Ray, 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 you know, who's your parents, everything like that. And I was like, you know, 
okay, up and down. And it's like, I don't care if that's just a traumatic memory and her parents are no one. The one, the one thing I was left kind of like, I want to know if Finn is force sensitive or not. I that's exactly what I was about to say. I was like, you know, that's, that's what I kept waiting to see. I kept waiting to see him do some crate, like, especially when he grabbed that lightsaber in the woods and was fighting Kylo Ren, I was waiting for him to do like some crazy force push or like a, a jump or something, just anything to make yeah. him kind of like lead into, he's going to want to like, he's going to want to try and find Luke now too, or whatever. Um, you know, just just anything. Yeah. I, I I was waiting for it to happen the whole time. It's not that I was let down. I was like, well, you know, maybe that's just not him. But it would have been it would have been really cool to see more than one person uh, be a light side force user. Yeah, I mean, like that's the. It's always been this, uh, like you know, white snake here I go I'm again my own type shit with the la- with the original trilogy, and like I, I like the uh, yeah <laughs> you know, like the white snake reference. <laughs> Anything David Coverdale is great. Yeah, there you go. Um, I like, but I liked, like going back to the Phantom Menace. One of the things I did like was, is I liked the kind of um, it wasn't buddy cop feel, but it was like this Jedi <laughs> buddy cop feel of Bygone Jen and and Obi Wan Kenobi. I liked it. It was good. And Dude, that's you know, a robot chicken sketch. Is a buddy cop Jedi TV show <laughs> like like doing bad boys or uh, not bad boys, but um, doing cops. <laughs> like the bad boys intro and it's like it's like on the uh on the scene at or on on the beat in Coruscant with you know the local Jedi or whatever the hell <laughs> <laughs> we got a, we got a good tip on a local death stick dealer we're gonna go and knock on his door right now and they go to like the space trailer park <laughs> and they're knocking on the door and all of a sudden he jumps through a window and runs off and grabs a speeder. Yes, I need to watch this. I need to find out where it is and I need to I need to watch it like right now. Oh yeah. Or he's just like he's undercover like in the bars, kind of like the same scenes like you want to buy death sticks like yeah, it's like here's 20 and he takes it and then you just see all these lightsabers coming out of nowhere. <laughs> You're on the ground. You're on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The things that robot chicken missed is probably not much, but there's a couple of gold ones in there. <laughs> I think that's a better episode one. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a Coruscant. <laughs> I want to see that now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the that's point. great. So, yeah, no, if and I I'm not I'm not totally against the idea of you have like Ray who is like out of the box, you know. I'm not going to say Jedi Barbie because that's not who she is. It's like out of the box Jedi, you know, just kind of Qui-Gon Jinn kind of like just going off it. And by the way, that, that was, if anybody was my bet that Ray's parents was, is she's like somewhere down the line Qui-Gon Jinn. That would be interesting more so because yeah, he heard, would be the one to go against the, the council's wishes and have a family. I heard all those theories and everything, but none of them make sense. None of them do. Like how, how could she, how could she be Qui-Gon's daughter? Unless no, he had more kids previously, because no, it's been no, 30 like, years since Return of the Jedi, and the space between. Look at look at the so. No, no, not Qui Gon's daughter, but she'd be granddaughter of Qui Gon. She had to be. No, because Qui Gon was older than Obi Wan, and yeah. So I mean, but I'm, but but I'm not I'm not hung, I'm not. I'm. I think they wanted me to be a little bit hung up on Ray's background, but I wasn't entirely hung up on it. I like the stories, I like the theories and stuff like that, but that's it. I don't really, I don't have to have that. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Snoke. There's a Snoke theory 
everybody's got a Snoke theory. I mean, some people thought he was Darth Plagueis. Some people thought he's the the first Jedi. Some people thought he's, uh, I mean, this and that, or a reincarnation of Palpatine, or who? I mean, can can he just be Snoke? Can he just well, be Snoke? Here's the thing, and like I said, it's going to jump forward a little bit. Snoke, can, Snoke is an original character. That's what they said. I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. But kind of giving me a little idea on how Snoke was just how Snoke came to power. Yes. Okay. And there's there's, there's probably going to be a novel one day. Yeah. Either that or his backstory or just a little bit of an idea where where he comes because he's not a Sith. No. He's just a dark side user. And same thing with Kylo Ren. He's not a Sith either. Yeah. You know, technically he's part of the Knights of Ren. Well, that's and, that's like his his Backstreet Boys. Like he created that. It's not, you know, from what I understand. He's, there's the new kids on the block. Oh. Either way, if you're going to keep going back and back and back, I'm going to make some people mad right now. The Beatles are the original boy band. Come on. Don't tell me their look wasn't manufactured. Come on. Yeah, the only difference would be is they actually became they actually became bigger in that boy band at some point in time. I well, and that. that and they're they were actual musicians who wrote their own music and all that kind of stuff. I'm not a Beatles fan, but then by, I, I respect by all, what they did. How's that? By all, by all accounts, the manu, the total manufactured version of the Beatles would be the Monkees. No, the Monkees were a major influence on the Beatles. I thought it was the other way around. Have you not seen Dumb and Dumber? Because Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, that's a line from Dumb and Dumber. They're sitting in the they're sitting in the diner and yeah. they're flipping through the jukebox and he's like, ooh, the monkeys. They were a major influence on the Beatles. Oh wow. <laughs> I walked right that one, didn't I? You did. Good job, Dumb Dumb. So um again back in episode twelve. Was it twelve? Nine? Uh, seven? Two. Seven. Anyways, um, yeah, um, no, there were some things in there that uh, I would have loved to have seen brought out some more, but um, I mean, it's a good movie. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, Han Solo dies, which is something that, that Harrison Ford had been trying to have happen since Empire Strikes Back. And and what's what's amazing to me is that his death basically ensures that he will never come back. Because not only was he stabbed like through his entire heart and chest and back and everything with a lightsaber, he fell off of that 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 bridge or that uh, walkway or whatever that catwalk into a bottomless pit, and then the planet he was on exploded. So there's no way he's coming back. <laughs> Let me ask you this: yeah. What's up with the what's up with the giant you know just massive pits to nowhere on these they're, bases? They're all over the place in Star Wars, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, all the way back to like Episode One, yeah, they're they're all over the Death Star, and, and some and, of these places don't have no railing at all. You can just right, totally. It's it's like there's no OSHA in the, in in this place. Come on, <laughs> if there's more than a six foot height, you have to have a tie off. You have to have a railing. <laughs> the Empire's version of OSHA has to be just terrible. That's got to be a terrible department. <laughs> there is no OSHA. If you die, it's your fault. Good job, Ding Dong. By the way, we totally skipped over the the when we were talking about a was it yeah empire. Um, we were totally skipped over the part about the uh, the construction workers the uh, the oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, the co- the contract construction workers working on the uncompleted Death Star that wouldn't blow up. <laughs> and then the guy who's actually a contractor comes in. Yeah. Well, is it, that's the thing. Most of the Empire's construction was done by slave labor, so I don't think anybody's going to be filing complaints or lawsuits or anything against the Empire. Slaves can complain. It just doesn't work out very well. It doesn't work well for them at all. No, it never does. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm assuming the rating is going to be a, a 12. I'm bad with numbers today. Five. Uh, correct mine. Yep. I am five out of nine on this one. Five out of nine. All right. Do you have anything else? Nah, man. That's it for me. Do you want to try and sign off again? I'll I'll let you fail miserably this time. Good, because I only had to do that intro twice. (laughs) Everybody did. I tried last week three. Uh, Oh, like I I cut out like three or four of them. It was quite wonderful. It was yeah, it was was bad. Bad. But I couldn't cut out the uh, my favorite part. Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Podcast. <laughs> my my wife's family lives in New Jersey, so that accent comes out every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite podcast. Uh, well, I guess um we have episode eight to look forward to next. Yep, we will we will talk about probably the most divisive Star Wars movie that's ever come out. People either love it or they absolutely hate it and want it to die and go away. Part of me, part of me, you know, I'll be honest, part of me thinks that uh, this would be the special guest time. If we were to, if we were going to corner somebody in out of friends and family and everything like that, this would be the time we corner somebody in who really probably has just the, because I mean, both you and I enjoyed the movie. Yes. I know where you're going. Yeah, we need the person with the horrid opinion of it that just wants to spit on it and set it on fire. I say let's reach out and let's see if we can do it. Yeah. All right, well, dude. On that note, yeah. I'm out of beer. So am I. So, <laughs> That's unfortunate. We'll call it a night and a good podcast. All right, man. Until next time, enjoy. Later.